What's up, guys? Welcome to the Trinity Mindset Podcast. Before we get into this episode, let's talk about the people that make this podcast possible. First off, you guys know I love mushrooms of the psychedelic and the non-psychedelic variety, but so far there aren't any companies that are cultivating magic mushrooms that want to sponsor this podcast, so we're going to talk about the other variety. Four Sigmatic is a company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks. They make tons of tonics, elixirs, and blends all made from medicinal mushrooms to help you live your best life. Now, you guys know I love coffee. Like, inject a good espresso right into my veins, love coffee. Like, I have a percolator, a Chemex, two coffee machines, and an espresso machine, love coffee. However, however, sometimes you gotta switch it up. I needed something that tasted amazing, but didn't have me drinking like a million milligrams of caffeine every day. I gotta offset the other seven cups of coffee I have a day, and Four Sigmatic has my back. They make mushroom coffee. It's less acidic than normal coffee with less caffeine, and it includes awesome mushroom extract like lion's mane for focus and brain health, or chaga for immunity. Four Sigmatic is busting their ass making dope mushroom products that I use every single day. I actually reached out to them for this partnership because I wanted to be a part of the company. That's how much I use this stuff and I was paying for a lot of it and I tried to hook myself up with some free mushroom stuff. So if you want to be a part of this company, check out the link in our show notes down below and use the code trinity for mushrooms for 10% off. That's trinity4for-mushrooms for 10% off, okay? Okay. This podcast is also sponsored by Trinity for Change, the mother company to everything I do. Trinity for Change is a clothing company that's dedicated to improving how the world handles mental illness. A portion of our profits go towards mental health research, and we're currently trying to find alternative treatment methods for mental illness. This is the company that started it all, and the real reason we can continue to do dope shit like this. You can save yourself 10% using the code word TRINITYMINDSET at trinityforchange.com, and anything you buy not only helps us out, but helps us help the world. Today's podcast is with Paul from the Brooklyn Juice Junction. Uh, the Brooklyn Juice Junction is a juice shop in Brooklyn, uh, as the name suggests, and they actually carry Trinity for Change gear. Um, Paul has been a great guy and really been helping the business uh, along as I've started and as I've gone, and it's given me a platform to kind of get my name out there a little bit. So I thought I would have him on, have him talk about the juice shop, have him talk about his kind of mentality on health and fitness, and uh, we would take that through this podcast. It ended up being an awesome conversation. Uh, it's nice to talk to people who understand and uh, don't bullshit, you know? Like they, they go off what they know and what they've tried on themselves and things like that. And uh, that makes for a really, really cool podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Without any further ado, this is me talking to Paul of the Brooklyn Juice Junction. We could build a love that's so strong But times are down and out It'll never do us wrong Sweet cherry y'all. No, I won't do that. You should. Spiritual to you guys. You should, 100%. Um, <laughs> what are you drinking on right now? Uh, coffee. Yeah? Is, yeah are you still black. working with that? Uh, you guys carry that? Uh, is it Deadly Grounds? We do indeed. Yeah. yeah. They've been, I've been trying to get out there because they have uh, that Crave, too, over there. Yeah, the Donut do. Company. Yeah. That was like Yeah, fantastic. the Donut Company. They got... Um, they do a lot of um, games as well, right? Really? So you can do 8-bit gaming over there. Uh, game I didn't room. know that. Like, what do you... And they live stream sometimes uh, playing. Do they? Like, oh, yeah. What do you mean 8-bit gaming? So uh, the old consoles from yeah. back in the oh, 80s like and the, stuff like, like that. NES if you're stuff? right into that stuff, yeah. man, they, they got it going on over there. That's awesome. They're pretty cool guy. That's guys. really cool. Yeah. Brad. I know they have... Uh, I, I've had their coffee and I know it's it's like... I really like it. Because like, I tried this other coffee company that my buddy sent me for my birthday. Yeah. Um, and... I'm starting to get to the point now where it's it's new to me, like getting really into coffee. Yeah. Um, it's just been the past year really that I've actually realized like how much 
good coffee versus bad coffee makes a difference. Like I used to drink it cause I was a high school kid and then I was a college kid and I was like, Oh, I need it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need well, yeah, that, well, that's what happens to yeah. you at coffee, right? Is there's an addictive quality to coffee. Well, it's like so, anything. It, really? Yeah. Um, so when you start breaking down flavors yeah. and understanding flavors, one of the better ways to do that is to actually drink coffee black. Right. Then you start feeling and tasting the flavor of the beans. Right. Uh, one of the beautiful things that I find about Deadly Grounds is that you tell them what you like and they can suggest flavors for you to try. Oh, that's and awesome. And you'd be amazed at the differences in beans. That's really cool. Yeah. We used to do stuff like that. Um, I used to bartend. We used to do stuff like that with uh, cocktails. Right. You'd be like, give me a palette that you yep. like and then you create something based off that. And like, it, it just makes sense better because no matter what you're going to like what you like oh absolutely like you can put like for me for example recently this year i've taught myself to like red wine like i fit forced myself to like red wine. i'm trying that still my it's, wife loves it's it it's hard right <laughs> it like, is because it's very specific and like uh I've, I've realized i like malbec and i've tried to move into other stuff and i'm just like i, I just not don't like it no yeah, i just yeah, I don't yeah. like you it require so like, a taste for a specific uh way exactly. to crush those um those uh, berries yeah 100 <laughs> percent no, hundred percent. I agree. Like it's, it's, it's fantastic. But, um, we've actually, we've been recording, um, because yeah, that's how I, that's how I ease you into it. Well, you start tricky, with the conversation. Brother. There you go. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself though, just because we got a little distracted there. Oh, awesome. Uh, my name is Paul Fowler, the owner of uh, Brooklyn Juice Junction and Health Shop in Oshawa in Whitby, North Whitby, <laughs> Brooklyn. And, uh, <laughs> we're located at 93 Winchester Road East. There you go. Yeah. So explain to me a little bit, just because I'm, I'm curious, how does somebody get into doing something like this? Wow. A very good question. I, um, I get asked that a lot and I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the real reason for it is, uh, just, uh, a want to uh, share knowledge okay. and to, uh, help people stay healthy, get healthy, get better. You know, those along those lines, yep. uh, have a little bit of background in sports and, um, bodybuilding, soccer, volleyball, all those things. And uh, through that time, realizing and recognizing that when you eat properly, your body functions better. So we make no claims in curing and, and all that good stuff, weight loss. We don't do those. Right. We're mainly a whole health food store. And what we do is we, we center or we core uh, around juicing, okay. um, providing the body with the necessary nutrients to behave or perform optimally and that's really the core of what we do here we do smoothies as well we sell apparel um, natural and local um, um, produce uh, soaps right all, all along those lines we have it here right yeah how did you actually like start it though I mean like where was the thought process when you were coming into I want to start a juice shop like, well it really how did, did that come grow out? out of wanting to have a supplements uh, store really really it did and kind of uh, went the other way eh? well you know what it was was realizing that when you take a look around and you see supplement stores out there yeah and uh, you see what they're they're selling mm -hmm. they're selling supplements and in around selling supplements you have to make claims that this pill will do this for you right there's lots of those out there what's the new angle and what's people really craving now so well right now it's, right now that, it's cbd it's right it, now not the only new is it's CBD, CBD it's realizing that the things that come from the ground, right. the things that are naturally sourced are providing us with, um, with a better quality of life than right. being on opiates and, and other such, uh, pills and medications. Right. right. 
people are learning that they can control their bodies a little bit better when they take the steps by being more natural. Right. So we, we're, um, we're a big proponent of doing that, and we try to provide the necessary uh, formulations for people to, to acquire that, that kind of lifestyle. Well, the thing, the reason I brought up CBD was because um, you mentioned the supplement company, and I've recently seen all of these things that it's like, oh, pre-workout with CBD or uh, protein with CBD and all these things the supplement companies are pushing, but then you get them third-party tested, um, which I actually have a couple friends that have done, and there's negligible CBD in them um, because it's such a gray market right now. And getting into the supplement company versus getting into, obviously, a food-based company, um, a real food-based company, like, what made you make that switch? Because, like, going into supplements is very cut and dry you're kind of purchasing from other people and reselling obviously maybe maybe you did have some ideas of making your own stuff but being in the food market is, is a little bit different because it's it's like you said it's a whole natural ingredient is there was there a reason you went that route so the, the real reason that I did go this route was to provide for both worlds really okay so uh, some of the um, of the um, elixirs that you find out there some mm -hmm. of the uh, supplements that you see on the market there are also negative connotation around a lot of them like what um so for instance um animal protein okay what it does to the body how it behaves in the body how not everybody can have whey protein because of their resistances to it so what we did is we said in the supplements form what which ones can we get naturally sourced or or locally sourced which ones can we get that are more plant-based um sources so that we could provide an alternative to um, to uh, gluten-free, to um, vegan, to uh, and the list goes on, right? right. Uh, so out of that kind of uh, research or, or findings, we thought, you know what? What we're going to do is going to be very selective in the the supplements we offer, and uh, and provide a core by educating the public that if you can find natural sources for the same thing, then you don't have to take as many. Okay. So pill versus natural plant. A hundred percent. I agree with you on right? that one. So yep. that's kind of where the thinking is. Our shelves are not stocked to the uh, to the rafters with um, a lot of pills. Right. But if you uh, if you're suffering from certain um, sicknesses or uh, if you're trying to attain a certain goal, we really push for you to normalize your body, balance your body, and you can do that truly with food. Well, you see even, like you said, like we're not pushing pills in a sense because you could chew on an ashwagandha root for however long and you're never going to reach that toxicology level, right? But if you take four times, you know, four, I think it's like four times, you take like 2,000 milligrams in a dosage, like you're going to have some issues. Absolutely. But you could never get that in nature. No. Like nature has set a limit pretty much of where it's like, okay, we've found that this is beneficial and then humans come along, doctor it and make it into these things that we just don't know how they're affecting us. So they, um, I listened to an interesting program, the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Yep. And interestingly enough, the explanation around uh, why people buy things and why people believe the things that they're buying is correct or even what a doctor tells you um, is based on the algorithms and the um, research done psychologically on people. Our profile as human beings are to accept, right? So we accept what we're being told. Oh, 100%. One of the things that I, um, I am also interested in doing is eventually uh, allowing for people to come into our stores, uh, have some groups. We'll talk on many uh, subjects, including uh, educating the public on a better way or maybe an alternative way of attaining what they want. 
um, including uh, talks with you and I, we've come up with some uh, interesting uh, ideas for sharing with our public, right? Oh, for sure. So education is key. Uh, you're 100% right in your statement. But if the public is better educated, then it's their decision. It's not up to us to market to them in such a fashion as they don't, they, they ignorantly pick something, right. right? We don't want that. We want you to go in well-educated. I did this because, and the result is this, and this is what I anticipated, and this is what I wanted. Well, it's the same thing as everybody needs to figure it out for themselves, right? I mean, you can't, yeah. I can tell people, I'll use an example. Um, my dad, my dad went through a couple years, probably like, five to seven years of being very overweight, not feeling good about himself, not feeling healthy. And I kept telling him, I said, look, this is what you have to do. I will lay it out for you. I will literally like, I'll pick it for you. Finally, we went on a cruise uh, in about 2016 and he saw a bunch of pictures of himself and he was like, you know what? I'm fucking done. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm over it. Like, let's, let's get this going. And it, it clicked in his head and he started following what I said and he started doing it and he understood that, oh, this works. But I could tell him all day until he does it for himself, he's never going to understand what that feeling is. And at the end of the day, it's just me. Oh, it works for you. It's easy. It's this, it's this. But it's like once you actually implement those things or once you actually take control of something like your diet and understand how good you can feel, then there's no going back. Without a question. You, you just understand way more. So even uh, guys like myself, I'm a slightly big guy. Uh, I find that uh, even in my own day-to-day, -day, I'm a very busy guy. Yep. I'm racing around all over Hell's Half Acres. And I make the realization when I look in the mirror and I go, you know what, this is enough. And I'll take steps. Yeah. And what I find interesting about, uh, at least in my mind and the way that I think is, I realize what I'm putting in my body and what it's going to do. Right. I also realize that there comes a time when you have to hit pause, reset, and you have to take those times where you sit down and you do the right things. Right. Uh, diet exercise is key. Oh, 100%. Right? And um, the, the, uh, the research proves that over and over and over again. There's no other way. Even for aging. Like, I mean, they've, they've come out with things now. Like, you, you don't age well if you don't exercise and eat properly. Absolutely. Like, you just don't. And, and people will quote all these things and be like, well, Warren Buffett's 85 and he eats McDonald's and Dairy Queen and all these things. I'm like, first of all, Warren Buffett's one of the richest people in the world. <laughs> yeah. He's doing some other stuff to do that. But... At the same time, look at all these blue zones around the world where people are living to past 100. You have more centenarians than anywhere else in the world. They're all following a moderate diet and a moderate exercise program. They're just active. That's right. They're living a different kind of lifestyle than we do here in North America. And it's going to take a long time for us to really get it. We see a little bit of a uh, blip in that people are thinking that way now or starting to think right. that way. But um, traditionally, places like Japan, places like uh, Asia uh, and parts of Europe, you see that they are more active and that's the way they live. Italy, for instance, is the same way. Uh, we need to stop thinking about production, production and start thinking about what is our quality of life. In uh, World War II or in around the time for World War II, men and women were in fine shape. Oh, 100%. Right, we have become a uh, world of, of um, relaxation. Yep, and convenience. And convenience, well, especially convenience. Now it's yeah. become, how fast can I do this? How little time can I spend doing this? And how can I basically reward myself for the small things that I do? Absolutely, and, and, and in saying that too, the rewards aren't anything that, um, that is uh, beneficial really to us. No, not at all. Right, um, I'm finding that a lot of people talk about things they have instead of the things they do.
That's an interesting thought. That's an interesting word because that's how I've kind of been living my life lately. Um, over the course of the last little while, I've been saying that I want to experience life instead of buying things. So all my money that I've been saving or I've been doing, for example, I was, I just got back from Iceland. I could have, I, that was a anniversary gift for my girlfriend and I could have went out and bought her some nice ring or some nice bracelet or clothing or something like that. But she'd wear it every day and she'd see it every day and I would see it every day, but that would be the only reminder that we did it. I'll remember Iceland for the rest of my life. We saw the Northern lights. We swam in a lagoon heated by geothermal energy. Like we did things that you can never replicate. And why am I going to buy things to impress? There's a will. I think it's a Will Smith quote. Uh, It's people buy things they can't afford to impress people. They don't know. And it's like, it's so ridiculously true. It is just experience over, over, over materialistic things is something that I'm starting to understand a lot more. And this culture is built on materialism. 100%. So it's really, really tough. Um, One of the things that I I speak to a lot of young people about as well is uh, the fact that uh, accepting being poor. Don't accept being poor. Get out there, get after it, get as much as you can so that you can make a difference. Right. Right. And that's not to say buying things. Right. That's saying playing a role where when we look back, you start thinking legacy after a while, yep. right? So you're imparting knowledge on those around you. You're having experiences that nobody is, nobody else is having. And you're more of a benefit to the world than look at my new truck. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right? And we, we do. We, we idolize these, these people on Instagram or, or in the magazines that have all these fancy things because we think that that will make us happy. But that's not what makes you happy. Coming from somebody who, believe me, I've bought tons of things for myself that I'm like, oh, I want that so badly. And I get it. And it's amazing. It's amazing for like... 15 minutes yeah and then you're just like well i guess this i have this now it's like a new pair of shoes or you know what i mean like it's just it's ridiculous i want to swing back really quickly though because you mentioned something you mentioned that you came from a history of sports and and bodybuilding i want to touch on that a little bit because that's really interesting um because we were talking about uh moderate exercise and things like that and, and obviously diet plays a big role into things like that how was your mentality back then because I come from a background of sports. I played uh, rugby pretty competitively. Um, I played volleyball pretty competitively. And now I, I, I'm a jiu-jitsu player. So I know that in order to be really good at those things, moderation isn't really on the table. Absolutely. You're 100% in and you're balls to the wall grinding every day. So what was it like coming up and how has your mentality kind of switched from that? So um, being a young man plays a, or a woman plays an incredible role. Your body is uh, processing at that time in such a fashion to be a warrior, right? Right. So in those days, you pick your battles. You you know which sport you like, and you go in all in. And the only way to be successful is to be all in, right? Including this business, right? All in. So the change for me happens uh, after having children, and you're changing your lifestyle. You're no longer focusing on one task, i.e., a sport. So now you're 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 managing life. So it's just maturity, it is getting through that. The people who are still in sport after children and after uh, marriage and all that good stuff, they have a support system that they can dedicate the time needed to be all in. Okay. Right? So for me, um, those changes in, in my life over time had changed my mindset from the aggression, the um, testosterone, if you will, to play sports, participate in sports, be the best that I could be to a lifestyle where I have changed that to be aggressive in life and to go out and get what is, uh, is needed for the benefit of my family, obviously. Where did that switch come from? 
I think, again, it's maturity. It's getting older. And then you make a determination that you want to do this versus this, right? right? So my goals have changed from raising my hand in victory to raising my family up. Do you think it switched when you started your family or was it a little, was there a, a, a layover period? There was absolutely a layover period because as a young man still with a, with a family, you still have that drive to be successful, be number one. Right. Right. Um, um, I found that having the right people around you in assisting you in uh, getting through life mentorships and all that good stuff is an interesting way of, uh, of changing the dynamic in the way that you think in what you want to achieve. Okay. Right? So my achievements changed. My aggression really have not. It's went from sport to life. Right. So for me now, in the, uh, in the age group that I'm in and the things that I'm doing in my life, my focus is primarily on uh, bringing up my family in such a way as that uh, their needs are met and they understand what it takes to be successful, whether it be business, whether it be work, whether it be, you know, sports if they choose it. Right. Right. So I still pervade some aggression just in that way. Differently but navigated. But just focus differently. Yeah. Right. Um, coming to the business conversation, because I, I do want to have that. Um, is this the first business you've run? Uh, no, I've had other businesses with uh, partners and uh, partnerships in the past. So from a kind of brass roots or grassroots level, I have a, a bit of an understanding of how a business should run. Right. Um, I have obviously a dream of how this particular business should run and where we should go with it. Right. Uh, but certainly, uh, I'm not a pro yet. Well, what have you learned? I mean, you've been open now here for a little over a, a year. little over a year. Yeah. And what do you what do you think are the biggest things that you've you've learned from that experience so far? So one of the bigger things that I've learned in in the way of uh, customer, for instance, is building those relationships even with. A person that comes in and spends two dollars right. is as important as uh, the relationship with somebody who spends one hundred and twenty. Right. Uh, truly, you have to have some kind of relationship with these people, um, not only from a marketing standpoint, but to be legitimate. Right? right. People come in and they ask questions, or they're imparting knowledge on you, and if you're not in a relationship whereby they feel comfortable enough to do that, then you're not going to get anywhere. Right. Right. So one of the bigger things that we found here at Brooklyn Juice is that. Our customers are our friends. Right. It's pretty cool. Well, people want convenience or they want personality. And you obviously, being the type of business that you are, can't provide convenience. No. Because you can't go door to door. You can't give things out or ship things. or it Just the nature of the company doesn't allow that. So having that personality behind you guys is really your, your shot. And I think that, I mean, everybody I've talked to that's been here knows this place. Like, they know the people that work here. They're excited to shop here. Like, they're excited to support it. And I think that building that relationship is such a huge huge thing. I, I think you guys are doing a great job with it. Thank you very much. I think that's the core of what we do here too. We're, we're building a relationship and we're providing what is needed. Now, obviously this is a mental health podcast. It's a mental health company. Yes, sir. Um, I want to ask about if you have any stories um, just personally dealing with any kind of mental health issues or anything like that. So I, I do. I've had some pretty close friends of mine who suffer from anxiety and uh, depression. And uh, going back to talk about the CD, CBD um, uh, opportunity. Uh, what we found is that uh, they've been suffering for years, right. and uh, a lot of them have taken medication for their uh, can we say disease? Yeah, of for course. their for their suffering. And uh, what we found is we did some experiments whereby myself, I have um, I have friends with prescriptions, and they were able to give their point of view. So 
I pass that on to my friends that are suffering and they've gone out and got their own prescriptions and were able to find a lot of relief, not right. just a little, a lot of relief from CBDs. That's just one issue. Uh, then we have other clients or customers that have come in and have told us that they've uh, suffered greatly. And instead of CBDs, they have uh, reset their gut. Right. Right. Which very intriguing to me because it comes back to food, right? Whereby uh, the hormones um, in their bodies have been causing them issues and, uh, you know, precipitated into uh, mental health issues. And they found that in the way that they eat, the way they take care of their body, it's a great start to a better mindset. Right? 100%. Yeah. I mean, you've heard me talk about it before, um, sucralose. If I, if I, ing- I, I don't know if I've actually told you this. Um, if I ingest sucralose at all um, or any kind of artificial sweetener, so sucralose, uh, aspartame, or acephal-K, I think is the new one, um, I will have an anxiety attack within like 30, 30 minutes, roughly. Wow. Um, and I, it took me a long time to figure that out, but now that I have, avoiding it really, really helps a lot. And I've had other people that have told me that, and... I, I do think it's interesting you said gut health because I do think that it has a lot to do with your gut flora and your gut microbiome, especially considering that the second most concentrated area of neurotransmitters in your body is in your gut. And they're just finding that out. Like we know less about the gut than we know about the universe. Well, like how ridiculous is the, that? The body in general. Yeah. I mean, the, the way that we set up our healthcare system is such that, you know, uh, we, everybody is a specialist. Well, so I know about an elbow, but I don't know about the mind. Western I, I medicine know. is the best in the world at treating what's in front of them. Absolutely. But our levels dedicated to preventative measure are subpar at ridiculous. Best. At subpar at best, exactly. And I think that people are starting to realize that maybe people in the East had a little bit of uh, knowledge, you know, maybe the 5,000 years of stuff that they've learned has taught them something and utilizing things like ashwagandha, utilizing yes. things like lion's mane and, and all these adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms and things like that can really make a difference not only on your body, but on, on your mental health. Without question. I couldn't agree more. And I think that uh, it takes uh, a thirst for knowledge to get to where we need to go. Uh, one of the things that I struggle with is uh, I believe that our healthcare system is, is very good. But what I don't believe in is that we are not staying current. So new information is swept aside. Right. Uh, and I think we, we owe it to, to ourselves as a society to take more steps to understand better some of the uh, new treatments out of the... Uh, out of the rest of the world. What do you think is the main reason that those things are swept aside? Well, I, I hate to say it and be a conspiracy theorist, but a lot of it has to do with money. Right? I don't think that's a conspiracy uh, theorist's idea at all. I think that's been proven time and time again. I think uh, in a matter of speaking, right? So uh, the research says that this should work, so we give it to everyone. Right. And in, do- in doing that, we attain a certain financial gain from it. Right. Um, from a grassroots level or from the basement, we're looking up and we're going, they're just taking our money. Right. But they're not opening or expanding their horizons or understanding uh, the needs of the people right. uh, today to say, okay, maybe this treatment is not a good idea and maybe what we should do is expand into other areas to see if there is an effect, right? So you go where the cash is, which is just business. Right. Um, so I'm careful there. Let's just say that. Okay, right? that's fair. But, but I understand your point of view, and I understand the way you see things. Um, and, and I come from that as well. I mean, I was one of those guys that said, holy smokes, they're just taking our money. Right. It's all about the cash. But when you break it down and you look at the, um, the processes that they put in place to, to, to make sure that what we're giving people works, 
it may work for 10 out of 100. Right. But their measures or process considers that acceptable. Yep. And they won't go any further in understanding alternative measures that may expand that. Because now, financially, we're there. Right. Let's just take that. I think that's the problem. Well, and another thing, I mean, like you said, if you break it down to the individual level, I, I, I like to believe people are good. Okay. I think that the issue that we have is when you have people like the governing body, and I'm not saying the government, because what does that really mean? That means nothing. But even look at something, somebody like the opioid, the opioid crisis. Okay. There is a group of people that say opioids work. They do. That's not a problem at all. Like that's not, that's a fine statement. Opioids work. They work at managing pain. However, you look at everything else. They're highly addictive. It's almost impossible to kick them. Like once you're on them, they're, they're cheaper than heroin or sorry, they're not cheaper than heroin. Um, they're a gateway into the cheaper heroin. And then you get things like that, that people look at and they're like, well, that's just certain people. But it's like, if you're going to look at that being certain people in that Avenue, then you also have to look at how it can treat other things. Sorry, how it can treat, uh, no, you're good. You you're good. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You. No, it's, um, people think that I like really polish these out and I don't, they're just like completely raw conversations. So if people walk out and say bye, they say bye. Absolutely. Um, but like that. if you're going to look at the, the opioid crisis as an individual and say, well, it cures this, these people. So it, it works. Then you have to look at the other side, but they're saying, oh, that's just a certain amount of people. Like that doesn't matter. But then you could say the same for the other way. Oh, it helps a certain amount of people, but it doesn't help enough. It doesn't help everybody. So it shouldn't matter. Like they look at that because only one of those things makes the money. Okay. So selling opiates makes money, correct? Curing people of disease that they develop, the addiction they develop after they're on the opiates doesn't, doesn't make any money. So where does the, where does the focus go? So the focus is, and unfortunately it is in the process, right? So we have to prove that the drug works for what you have created it for. Right. Once you've done that and you've gotten acceptance for it, you manage how it's to be distributed. Right. Which um, they didn't. Again. Yeah. Again, there's a bro- breakdown in the process, but right. what they're saying or what my understanding of how this works is that it works enough in the process to continue selling it. Right. So whatever fallout comes from those that shouldn't have it. Right. That's another process that needs to be built such right. that if you're not supposed to have it, we need a process to prove that you shouldn't get it. Well, now, I don't know if you've seen, um, obviously, the, I, I, I'm talking about the opioid crisis, but this can be delegated to anything. But um, I don't know if you've seen it. At least lately, um, Oxycontin developed a drug that is supposed to help people get off of opiates. I haven't. And now, all of a sudden, the world wants to care about the opioid epidemic. Absolutely. Because there's money in it. There's money in it. Exactly. I just wanted to make that clear because... It's, it's a business case, though, right? Everything I mean, that, is, that, And that's, again, that... And I think that's a better determination to make yeah. in that it's obviously about a business making money. Right. Which we're all in. Right. Right? So if you which think of it along those lines... Which is why you can't even lines, get mad. Well, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Because if I'm, if I'm creating a drug that helps some... That's what I'm going to speak to. Right. If others are hurt by this drug, I can't speak to that. I know. Yeah. Right. And that's where that little line uh, is. And by the way, I am against opioids. I don't like them. Yeah. No, I don't uh, like them either. And I'm not speaking on their behalf, just so that we're clear. I'm just saying in the process and understanding why it goes on, it's a business. No. And it's good to understand both sides of a story. Um, I hate people that are just angry about something because oh, yeah. they agree with one side and they've never even researched the other side. It's exactly. like, look into it because at least be knowledgeable in your argument. Um, speaking of alternative medicines though, running a shop like this and having all these things in here, what do you think 
are the most beneficial things that you guys have that you can implement in a daily life? Like that somebody could take walking in here, they've never done anything like this before. They're the typical person that works nine to five, pops Advils for everything. And you know what I mean? That, that type of person, AKA my dad, um, <laughs> that, that type of person, where would they start? Because it can be a little daunting. I mean, you walk in, you've got the walls lined with stuff. You've got all these different juices and things. And like, for me, it's a playground, but I mean, for a lot of people, they, they don't know what to do. Uh, one of the first things that I, I say is take a little lesson uh, this is where the internet comes in really cool sometimes and read about some of the ingredients that are out there that they have proven health benefits. And I'm not talking about, you know, racing through Facebook or IG and looking and saying, oh, well, hey, somebody said something about this and therefore it's true. Take a little, um, a little time and research and uh, come back. Uh, again, there isn't a quick fix for everything. But when you come in here and you start talking to the staff and, and, and talking about the things that you're trying to do, usually it's a, a customer's coming in because uh, they want to change their lifestyle right. or they want to um, help fix something that is th they're dealing with physiologically. So we always say, start with a juice. Start maybe with one yep. or a jug of juice. Take it home, share it with your family. And if you like it or you feel the benefits of it, to continue to implement that into your daily lifestyle or even weekly lifestyle, right? And that's a good starting off point. We've found with a lot of our clients that they come in and they go, I want a green juice. Right. Because they've read somewhere that green juice is good for you. Right. But and by what? the way, green juice is really good for you, especially if it's filled with a lot of fruits and vegetables, because ultimately what you're doing is you're nutrifying your body. Right. Right. So you can't go wrong. You put in good things, good things come out. So. If you start there, where you come in and go, you know what, I want to try something in a way of a juice. Over time, when you start realizing some of your goals, now I want to, you know, I want to go and try maybe a smoothie. Right. And maybe I'll have it with a, uh, some, some additions. Right. Chia seeds, hemp, um, honey, natural honey. We have naturally sourced honey that we sell here that we offer you if you want it in your uh, smoothies, right? Right. And then... Ultimately, once you start getting better and better and you start uh, liking the way you feel, you'll move on to other things. You'll even move on to a section that we call build your own. Right. Where, you, you know, I want some spinach, I want some kale, I want some, and I want it all in there because it makes me feel so good. Or right. I've read some more about this and I'd, I'd like to add that to my diet. And eventually, we'll have the conversation about, okay, so... What are the things that you're putting on your body? What are the things you're putting in your body? What are the, the um, essential oils that I can use to um, to uh, add to my lifestyle and around right. my home, right? We do the Datura brand here too, and uh, we do um, local soaps and things like that. So you start changing a little bit of time when you come in, head for the counter, have the conversation. And um, our staff here are more than willing to have the conversation with you to see what you'd like to do. You said something that's interesting. Um, you said um, they take the ju they start drinking the juice, they start implementing things into their life, and they start making changes across the board. Do you think that it's more likely? Do you see more people that drink the juice and kind of use it as a fail-safe? Or do you see more people that tr start drinking the juice and start, start implementing better things, better practices into their life, and that trickles over into maybe, you know, eating more vegetables, eating more fruits, eating a better balanced diet. Like which do you see more typically do you think? So, cause I just know a lot of people that'll be like, Oh, I had my green juice today. I can do whatever I want. 
That's that's very interesting uh, that you say that because we have a program here that is a uh, three or five day cleanse, right? So what you're doing is you're drinking the juices that we provide over the time frame. And most people who read about cleanses and they come in for juice cleansing, uh, they they ask the question, well, what do I eat or I'm not going to eat, right? And here at Brooklyn Juice, we don't we don't send that message. We're right. not a part of the weight loss uh, revolution. What, right. what we say is. You need to think of it as a holistic point of view. Thank you. You want to feed your body. And if you're doing juicing over a specific time frame, and really five-day cleanses are usually just the start of it, Right. You know, to be honest with you. And what we say is you need to eat nutrient-rich, um, low-sugar uh, diets while you're cleansing. Right. And let the juices take the lead. So when you feel hungry, you swig that juice. Right. It's providing your body with the nutrients to carry on. And uh, it's also pulling as much of the toxins down through your body so right. that you can, you can expel them. When you get to that point, what we find is people are, are getting that reset, at least in our experience, we, where they, they get the, um, the weight loss. Right. And they go, but I lost weight. That's your body resetting. Right. That's the weight, or you're getting closer to the weight that you should be at. Well, and you're bringing down the, the all the inflammation that you go through on a daily basis, and all just everything just coming to a point where it's like, oh, okay, well, now we can start from baseline. Absolutely. Right. So that is really the goal, right? And it's really important for people to understand that, you know, uh, you shouldn't be fatting. Uh, fads are, are interesting in and of itself, but if you're thinking of... Um, of a holistic approach, right. I think you're better off. And it's eventually, when you do that and you get those benefits from it and you see some results, that's when the change start happening. And it's been our experience with uh, customers, we talk about it here all the time, that I can't believe she came back. Right. There's somebody who has, I've never tried juices, I heard about you, I want to come in and try this. And now there are customers for forever. Yeah. Right. So that's how it happens here at Brooklyn Juice, right? That makes sense. Um, it's interesting because you said you shouldn't be fatting. I, I keep playing off of what you get, what you're saying, because you keep saying things that align very closely <laughs> with what I think. Um, I don't know if I've, I've ever talked to you about fasting, but I, I do oh, yeah. straight up water fast um, a lot. Uh, yeah. and, and people now have kind of caught on to it, but it's becoming demonized and or not demonized. It's becoming, I don't want to say dirty, but people are using it in the wrong way. Like you said, people use juice fast now for, oh, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to do this. I want to yeah. I want to be you know on a diet, so I'm going to do a juice fast. And it's like, I fast because it's good for me. I fast because it brings down inflammation, because it uh, increases um, autophagy in my body. I fast because it resets my gut. I fast because it, it helps my anxiety. And you I feel like good. To, and, yeah, and I feel good, exactly. Weight loss is a side effect. Absolutely. And I try my hardest because of the way that I, I am and how active I am. I try to not lose weight after I fast. I try to eat more and eat more better food. And, I like to break my fast with something like a juice because it's easy on the digestive system. Absolutely. It, and it provides, like you said, the nutrients that I need immediately when I'm done. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you can take anything and just, the word I was looking for, you can take anything and bastardize it. And that's Absolutely what I think a lot of people have started to do. Um, your personal favorite, quote unquote, alternative thing. So your favorite adaptogen, mushroom, um, anything you would put into a juice. So they could just, just your favorite, just because I'm curious because I have mine and I just want to know if they, well, me personally, I'm, I'm hoping for the day that I can actually offer my clients CBDs in their smoothies right. and juices. Can you not do that now? It's legal. Now. Uh, if I can, I'm not 
aware that I can do it in a retail setting or a restaurant setting as yet. I've never heard of it, but it's absolutely an area there that I want to delve into. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. honestly, especially when it comes to CBD, there's such a, it's such a gray market right now that there's, you can get so much stuff that's just not, it's not what you it's think not. it is. It's, 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 it's bullshit for better in terms of a better word. There's no question about it. And you have to be very careful. I mean, I've had conversations with people who are trying to try CBDs and you make the offer and tell them this is where they should go to get it because it is certified. It is, you know, proof positive that you are getting actual CBDs. Right. And uh, they choose to go other places. Yeah. Which, it's unfortunate because you know what they'll end up getting. There's yeah. a lot and of they don't uh, experience the benefits. And then yeah. you're like, they're like, oh, and well, you said I was going to get all this stuff. And it's like, well, you didn't do it right. Now they're walking the world and they're saying to everybody that CBD is crap, yeah. right? So it goes back to that business driven mentality. They can absolutely. make a better margin. They're going to make a better margin. Okay. No question. This was a fantastic podcast. Thank um, you. I really enjoyed it for somebody who said that they can't talk or don't talk often. And this well, turned out really well. Me, though, and uh, I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to say? <laughs> is there anything you want to say just before we sign off here? Anything you want to talk about or anything you think people should know? Well, what people should know is that um, I've gotten to know you over the last little while. And we've uh, come up with, this, with a little plan to uh, kind of intermingle our businesses together uh, and provide to your, customer, your customers and mine a way for uh, picking up some Trinity for Change and get the message out there about mental health. And I think it's... Uh, it's a it's an angle that uh, will flourish in the uh, in the future. Uh, so I just wanted everybody to know that uh, we're in the game for the right reasons, um, and stand by. We're coming up with more. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely yeah. coming up with more. I've been thinking of ideas this entire podcast. So awesome. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find Brooklyn Juice Junction? Where can people uh, get involved? So we're presently located at uh, 93 uh, Winchester Road East, unit number three in the back of uh, Michael Kelly's. And uh, we're presently in the uh, middle of uh, constructing an, uh, another location in Ajax, uh, 235 Bailey, uh, just west of uh, Harwood. We're looking to open in the springtime. Sounds good. That's awesome. awesome. All right. I'll link your Instagram and your website and everything in the show notes below. Uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It's fantastic. Thank you for having me. And we will talk to you guys very soon. Bye. Bye. You will see your love gets strong. You will hold.